Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Money Honeys, where we, Freddie, Chantel, and Devin, are sharing our personal stories of financial ups and downs so we can all learn from them and grow together. Isn't that nice? And that's exactly what we're going to be doing today, folks. I am back again with another story (laughs) of a money misstep that I have made. And I'm telling you this so I can hopefully recycle my dumb bitchery into knowledge. (laughs) You've just lived a lot of lives, I feel. I, so you have lived like, a lot of lives. You, you've seen some things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, thank you so much for recognizing that. That makes me feel so good. <laughs> yes. So it's true. Yeah. Like, no matter what we ever talk about, Devin's like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, well, back when I was a cruise director. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're like, Devin, what? <laughs> she wasn't, but it feels like she was. Yeah. I would love to be a cruise director. You'd be, You'd be great really one. good at it. You'd be an amazing cruise director. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I think it's just honestly because I'm very chaotic neutral. And mm. I just, and because I'm a Capricorn, I funny I follow where the money goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. So if somebody's like, has an opportunity and there's money involved, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I'm going to be my positive self until it gets me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but first, women, I want to hear from you really fast, and I want to set the table with the fact that the rant is really expensive these days. It's mm. too damn high. It's so mm. <laughs> mm. it's too high. <laughs> yep. Mm-mm-mm. Like, ha- like, ugh, I don't own this place. I can't get you come. I can't get you to come over here to fix this place and. <laughs> A speedy time like it's it's awful but anyways I just want to read to y'all some national averages right now the national average of a one-bedroom apartment the rent for it is dun 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 seventeen hundred dollars for a one-bedroom apartment I can't America believe right that's now. the national mm-hmm. that's so high for the national that's average. really crazy because we're used to in Los Angeles having like high rents but yes. like people in it, like you know back home in Atlanta it'd be like 400 exactly yeah. you know exactly I cannot believe 1700 is the national average that says a lot because I feel like 
there are more of the smaller towns and cities that have lesser rent, but that just means that I think the expensive cities are just getting so astronomical that it's starting to like raise mm-hmm. that average like crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel I'm one, I don't know. I feel like I feel like in those smaller cities, it's still relatively affordable. I mm-hmm. hope so. I hope, mm-hmm. and that's all subjective, of course. But <laughs> well, uh, we hope. Uh, we hope, <laughs> dear Lord. <laughs> um, we have uh, the year-over-year change was twenty-five percent. Mm-hmm. So that means last year, uh, national averages were twenty-five percent less. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, Ruff's wow. apartment in downtown LA, mm-hmm. it's a loft. Mm-hmm. He paid, he moved in probably January 2020. Mm-hmm. I'm lying. He moved in January 2021, and I think the rent was 2100 mm-hmm. Now it's 27 Wow. For a loft. For a loft. So it's basically a studio. Yeah. It's just a cool studio. Yeah. Uh-huh. 2700 Parking not included. Oh. So, oh. and wow. it was downtown LA, yeah, right? Downtown so you have to LA. like rent a parking spot yeah. somewhere, where it's not like oh, it's like a dollar a day. It'd be like a hundred a month. Oh yeah, more exactly. Yeah, one to one fifty a month. And so I was just like, that's wild that it shot up just in a yes. year that much. That much. Yes. And then in twenty twenty two, I saw. So I, Fred and I are the same where we pay a mortgage versus mm-hmm. paying rent. And so I saw a lot of just of my friends on their Instagram stories being like, my landlord's trying to raise my rent $500 this year or $1,000 this year. And I was just like, that is crazy. It's disrespectful. They really hate us. And I don't know who they are, and I don't know really who (laughs) us is, but they hate us. You know what I mean? (laughs) It feels hateful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For a two-bedroom, the average, national average for rent is $2,048. And that is up 26% since last year. Um, if you scroll down, ladies, um, for those on the podcast, just keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with me. Um, uh, these cities uh, that I have listed here are the cities that have experienced the highest increases within the last year. So mm-hmm. Austin, Texas, rent has seen a 108% rise, raise, raise, risen. He is. Risen. <laughs> That's right. Our Lord Jesus Christ, <laughs> Savior, he has risen. That's what we're talking about. The second is Jersey City, New Jersey, which I understand because I feel like even when I was living in New York, God, eight years ago, Jersey City was starting to become like mm. a cute, affordable place. To yeah. yeah, to be. That's not too far away from Manhattan. Mm. This one surprised me. The third one is Tempe, Arizona. I mean, I've just heard so many people being like, Tempe's a cool town. Because isn't that where ASU is? It is where ASU is. So it's like college towns always have kind of like those types of booms. Yeah. It's so so hot there. I would not have imagined it to be number three. (laughs) I'll tell you that. No. (laughs) Number four is New York, New York. Number five is Salt Lake City, which I'm like, wow, these Mormons be populating. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Because that's that's (laughs) the only explanation. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just watched the "Be Sweet, Eat, Pray, Obey" song. Uh, same or, or document it's yeah. a song. It's a doc. <laughs> I was like, huh. And it's not "Eat, Pray, Obey." It's just "Pray and Obey." <laughs> keep sweet, keep keep sweet, and I'm fired. I have like, to go to jail. <laughs> it's like keep sweet and be quiet, or some shit like that. <laughs> keep sweet, pray, be quiet, it's eat, love. <laughs> we 
you, we know the one. Yeah, yeah, We yeah, know yeah. the one. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, I'm just scarred from that doc. Anyways, Long Beach <laughs> is Long next. Beach. Yeah. Then followed by Fremont, California. Where is that? I've I know seen the, the city. Yeah, I know the name. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know where it is. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Is it NorCal? Is it? <laughs> you, I'm a Google. Here. I'm a Google. Fremont, California. Geography. <laughs> <laughs> East Bay. East Bay region of the Bay Area. Okay, ah. so that makes sense. Okay. Region, region, region. <laughs> it's it's rich East now. Bay region. This is a mini so. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fred Richmond. I, know, I saw that on here. Mm. That's disrespectful. I feel like. Yeah, I can't believe it. I've always had in my head like, oh yeah, I would love to. You know, worst comes to worst, I can just go back home, not have to live with my parents, and pay really cheap rent. Mm. Clearly not. No, it's you up thirty five percent. Hell yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, like yep. wow. And the last two are Tacoma, Washington, and Portland, Oregon. Um, this mm. list is chaotic. <laughs> it is. I don't know why. It's so all over the place. And it makes me feel worried because I can't, I don't know why. I can't anticipate a trend here. So. Right. Mm-hmm. We're fucked. Anyways, I bring all of this up because choosing a roommate can be a bigger financial decision than you think, right? If this is all how much money we're investing mm-hmm. every month to where we're living, You have to think about who you're going to be sharing that decision with. Mm -hmm. But first, y'all, the fluff. Gals, tell me about your worst roommate situation. Am I going first? Yeah, I'm looking at you first. (laughs) Okay. Um, I haven't really had any, like, super, super traumatic roommate experiences, but I will say um, I've lived in a lot of different places since I've moved to the West Coast, and one of those was... I guess within my first year of living in LA, being an intern at BuzzFeed, Mm -hmm. I was living really far out and then I finally got a car and then I was like, okay, I'm going to just like hop on, you know, Craigslist. I think it was Craigslist or one of the, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I'm just gonna like sublet a room closer Mm -hmm. to the office, Mm -hmm. right? Because the office was located in Hollywood at the time and I just wanted something Within like a 15, 20 minute drive. Because you were like 45 minutes out. Yeah. 45 minutes with no traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that was definitely a thing. So I was like hell bent on finding just like nothing super fancy, nothing crazy. I just wanted to be in a more convenient area. Mm -hmm. So I ended up finding refuge (laughs) with a woman that I guess, I guess it was Craigslist or one of those websites. Um, and I ended up renting out a corner of her living room. <gasps> and so it wasn't even a full room. It was like she had a divider. Oh, no. And I had an air mattress in there. And she made me pay a security deposit, a $600 security deposit. And I was like, okay, fine. Because at this point, I was just like kind of desperate to just yeah. find something. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I only lasted a month there because par- it was located in Koreatown. Mm. And for those of you unfamiliar with Koreatown, the parking is impossible. It's infamous for being disrespectful. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I just, I would get home from work around six and drive around for 45 minutes looking for street parking. Oh. So that was not fun. Anyway, I realized that I couldn't do it. And then I ended up, um, I think I cut my, I think it was just a month to month thing, but I think it was like maybe a few days before the month. Um, cut off time and I was like I think I'm gonna head out (laughs) Um, and she was like okay and then I had to chase her down for my security deposit she never gave it back (gasps) and so I was just out of $600 for a corner of a living room how much was your rent for the living 
room corner. I did not know the living room corner. The living room corner. I have no idea. I think it was probably like four hundred. In my own little corner, you haven't talked about. (laughs) I just. I feel like we've shared so much with each other over the years. We've known each other for so mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. How did I not know about this <laughs> living room corner situation? The thing is, I thought that you did know. No, it's so I, unlike you, too. I can never yes. say it's very unlike me. It's very unlike me. <laughs> because when you were living for out, it was at least with like a friend or kind yeah. of like a college friend or something, like friend mm-hmm. or friend type thing. Yeah. Yeah, which is like that. It's like, yeah, like I'm moved to LA. I'm going to like just have somewhere to stay. I did not know about this living room. This corner of a living room. In Koreatown. In Koreatown. I'm screaming. That's so funny. $600. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. When rent is so high and expensive um, and like people add weird clauses like, you know, subletters asking for a security deposit, which we will get back to. Yes. Soon, because put a pin in that. Um, but yeah, it's a financial burden if it doesn't work out because you could be out a lot of money. Shanti, spill. Mm-hmm. So I don't have, well, <laughs> I kind of, I was about to say I don't have a roommate horror story, but then I'm like, I, I like kind of do. My first college roommate, um, she was like very kind. I doubt she's listening to this, but now I'm just like injected with fear that she'll listen to this. <laughs> um, so I'm like, she was a very nice person, but. Uh, we lasted like one semester together in college. We're randomly paired up. We didn't know each other. Um, and she, like, over the course of the semester, like, became a little nocturnal mm. to where she would, like, sleep during the day and then, like, wake up at night and, like, do her homework and her, like, st- and she was, like, very serious about her studies. Mm-hmm. And I am, like, a light sleeper but then so then I'd be like sleeping and she would be like leaving the room and like going out and studying and stuff and she started wearing this straw cowboy hat oh also God. that she got very attached to she also um like she wasn't comfortable using the wi-fi because it wasn't secure enough it was like our college like wi-fi <laughs> <laughs> What was she doing? Is she like hacking something? I don't know. I don't I even so. remember what her major is. Oh, I think she, like education. I think she like wanted to be a teacher maybe. Um, but then she, so like the. She was doing some porn stuff. The, <laughs> probably. Right. And then uploading Why would she it? want that to be secure though? No, she doesn't. Like I'm sure your wife, your college could like track it or block oh, it. Yeah. Oh, she's like, I need a secure connection. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt she was doing. I'll have to like Maybe find she was a doing picture with that straw hat. Maybe she was getting freaky. <laughs> Who knows? You know what? In that case, more power to her. <laughs> Maybe but she then, was getting. Freaky. Yes, yeah. she like wouldn't use a Wi-Fi, and so she like wanted to run like the. I'm like, what the hell is it even called anymore? But basically, like, she wanted a hardwired internet like an connection. Ethernet? Yes, an Ethernet. That but it was hard. like behind my bed, and so then I had to like adjust my furniture, and it was like. It would just ran the entire length of our dorm room, and yeah, I not not a horror story in the sense of like then 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 this and that. It was just like things got like weirder and weirder, and I was like, this is very odd, and. <laughs> 
So then me and my best friend, Julie, shout out to Julie. Hey, Julie. Who doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, Julie. <laughs> we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> she was like, oh, I want to buy a house. I'm like, I have a podcast all about that. She's like, okay, I'll like try to listen. <laughs> She like hasn't listened. She's like, can you just tell me now? I know. So I did. I just like walked her through everything that we talked about. Anyways, then me and Julie like petitioned the college to be like, can we move in together immediately? Because normally they don't do like inter semester right, or like right. inter school year. And so then we like literally walked up and down the halls and we found a room that was empty and we were like, we want to live in that room. We know it's empty. And so then. We moved in there together. That's a love story. That's yeah. the real but love story. How did you break it to your current roommate? Yeah, how's she heading out? It? I think I kind of like waited to the last minute. <laughs> Smart, mature. I think it was kind of like as your hey. as your packing. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> fold, hey. fold, fold. Um, but yeah, no, I think I was just like, you know, me and Julie have gotten like, really, we're like really good friends now and stuff. And so her, because her Julie situation was also. A lot less weird than mine, but there was like three to a room. It was just like it was too crowded, um, and so I was like, you know, like I think Julie like really like needs to move, and I think it might be like better, you know, like for all of us. And so then I think she was like, oh, okay, but I like never saw her on campus. I saw her maybe like once or twice after that. Because so she moved in with her straw hat. Was <laughs> all. Yeah, and then I'm like, she was probably just had like a a room all by herself. All honestly, by herself. honestly, she was sounds thriving. like she needs that. Yeah, yeah. For or all needed her Ethernets. that. Yeah, like. <laughs> Her nocturnal like sleeping patterns. Yeah, the it was very odd. Yeah. Well, y'all, I'm going to tell you about mine. Horrible situation because you know there are some learnings to be had, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be talking about the financial implications it had on me at the time. And we're going to talk about some key takeaways to keep yourself safe. We're going to do all of that after, after the break. break. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. What's poppin', guys? It's Jay Jonah here from Blowing Smoke. If you're a fan of fun, insightful, and breakthrough conversations, then be sure to check out and subscribe to The Blowing Smoke Podcast, a show that covers life experiences and firsthand testimonies from some of your biggest names in your favorite industries. And it's all brought to you exclusively right here by The Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators. We're back. And today we're going to talk about the rent and how it's a big chunk of the average American's monthly take-home pay. And year over year, that chunk is getting bigger and bigger, while our incomes, well, they just keep staying the same. Mm -hmm. 
And because the rent keeps increasing at such a meteoric rate, who you choose to share that financial burden with suddenly becomes a lot more nuanced. Like when we think about choosing a roommate, we usually consider who does the dishes, who's going to pay for the Netflix account, Mm -hmm. if we like like our roommate Mm -hmm. as a friend. But my hot take is that money has the ability to ruin lifelong friendships. Mm. So when you're looking to enter a living situation with somebody, y'all are going to need to get upfront with each other real fast before y'all move in. Chips on the table. Mm. Like a prenup. Mm-hmm. Okay, now before I launch in this story, I must say this story is from a messier time in my life. <laughs> I made a lot of choices that I want you to learn from. That's why I'm telling it to you. But I don't want to. I don't want to read any comments about how I'm a dumb bitch. I already know. <laughs> okay. So enjoy the mess oh and shut God. the hell up. <laughs> Love you guys so much. Um, this is quite the lead up. Can we? Let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. Okay, so I needed another roommate. My roommate uh, was moving out. Mm-hmm. She was going to move back to Ireland for a while and then do work some work in London. So I asked around, like you do. I started with my friend networks first. Mm-hmm. I asked around if anyone knew anybody, and sure enough, one of my dear friends, a guy. That's mm-hmm. important later. Um, <laughs> let's call him. Bobby. Thank you. Bobby. (laughs) Bobby recommended this friend who he had met because she was a neighbor living across the street. Mm. I looked her up on Facebook because this was in 2015 at the time. I looked her up on Facebook and we had one other mutual friend. I was like, okay, so I have one friend who's recommending her and we have one other mutual friend. Great. So I invite her over to do a little interview. And here was the first red flag that I ignored, (laughs) ladies. (laughs) I had opened a bottle of wine that my, because this was an apartment of three people, okay? Mm -hmm. So my best friend was living there with me from Atlanta, myself, and then our friend who was moving back to Ireland. She was the room we were trying to fill. So I was interviewing this gal. Let's call her Sally, okay? Mm -hmm. I was interviewing Sally and um, by myself, but I had opened a bottle of wine for when Abby was going to come home Mm -hmm. for us to share and gap. This gal, Sally, sat down, made herself comfortable at my kitchen table, and immediately started pouring glasses of wine for ourselves with my bottle of wine. Wait, she sat on your kitchen table? She, like, sat at the kitchen table. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, I, oh. I, I'm I, imagining her just, like, kicking off her shoes being Honestly, that she was might as well. That, yeah. yeah, she might as well. That yeah, was yeah, the yeah. energy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she opened my bottle of wine. Yeah. Oh, she opened your bottle of wine? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at the time, you know, I, I was, you know, I trust, I trust everyone. I, and that's my problem. That's something for me and my therapist to figure out. But at the time, I was like, oh, she's already feeling comfortable. Wow. <laughs> we have a whatever. She was a vet tech, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. And she was very talkative. Right. And mm-hmm. she was she was hot, too. Like she was a <laughs> really independent, autonomous gal, very mm-hmm. talkative, down to earth. I was like, so. OK. Mm-hmm. So she's moving in, and at this time, I also am working a job that takes me to New York a lot. So I'm kind of bi-coastal, right? Mm -hmm. So this was towards, I interview her, she starts moving in right about like my last three weeks in LA before I have to go to New York for about six weeks. Mm. So around that time, I started noticing things like, Sally never really moved in. (laughs) Sally just moved all of her boxes in the room and then just would live out of her boxes. Oh. She was a vet tech, so sometimes she would just 
start bringing random animals home? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like dogs, cats, or like birds? No, mo- mostly like random cats. And at <laughs> first it was fine because they were just kittens. Because uh-huh. it'd be like, oh, this kitten needs to stay the night, whatever, whatever. And I yeah. have two cats, Mars yeah, and Bones, yeah. whatever. Right. But then she also failed to mention that she has two cats. And then when she moved in, she was like, oh, yeah, they're mostly outdoor. One was named Satan and one was named Mary, I think. Something crazy. (laughs) And Satan would, like, try to attack (gasps) me and everyone else. Oh. And then, like, it just gets worse, y'all. What? Satan. Satan and Mary. (laughs) Mary I never saw. She lived under the bed. I never saw her. The Satan was aptly named. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so I'm trying to become good friends with her. <laughs> good friends. Not just friends, but just... I'm just yeah, trying to get to know yeah, my yeah, new yeah. roommate more. You know, she's like, whatever. A- Abby and I, who, again, we've been best friends since we were children, we are trying to figure her out. We're trying to get to the point with her. So mm. um, around the time that I was about to leave, she starts shopping for a motorcycle. And I was like, Sally, do you know how to ride a motorcycle? She's like, absolutely not. I'm like, okay. <laughs> she gets one. She buys one. Immediately gets in a motorcycle accident. Oh. Immediately. And it's brutal, right? <gasps> and she does it on company time, too. So she works at a vet, remember? So she does it when she's trying to make a delivery for her vet or whatever. Did so, she have a motorcycle license? I don't even know. Probably not. Like, it's not giving... No, no. It's risky behavior all around. Yeah. It's Craigslist motorcycle yeah. behavior. <laughs> <laughs> the wild thing was, like, Sally was very talkative and very convincing. Mm. So because she got into a car accident on company time, she convinced her boss to house her in her his guest house. And she lived there because when she got into this motorcycle accident, she was, like, bedridden, like, like broke her whole ass leg. Oh. It was awful. And I felt really bad for her at the time. And I remember going to like this random man's house and I'm <laughs> 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 like, Damn it! <laughs> no, it gets worse. It gets so worse. Sneaking in the back house because Sally would text me and she'd be like, oh, I need orange juice or, or I don't have any food and like blah, blah, blah. So I'd like bring things to her and I have to, I'd have to break into this poor man's house to get into his like backyard so I could get into the guest house. It was why I did. <sighs> anyway, um, so also I bathed her. Now, this is where I draw the line. That is... <laughs> Now, Devin, I shaved her. (laughs) Yeah, okay. See, this is, I'm I'm a good person. I (laughs) felt bad for her. I felt bad for her. She was my new roommate. She was talkative. I keep coming back to the fact she was talkative. She was, (laughs) you She was friend. We were friends. This was within the first three weeks of her moving in. I wanted to make it work. I was leaving for New York. I was leaving my best friend with her in this house. And so I was just trying really, really hard. I was trying hard. I'm a try hard. Yeah. Wow. And so also I'm a cancer moon. Your like maternal instincts kind of like kicked in a little bit where you're like, let's get in everything in order. Mm -hmm. Let's make sure we're feeling good. Mm -hmm. This is my responsibility. Let's let's make sure you're shaved. (laughs) 
<laughs> Let's landscape you. <laughs> if you break your leg, why are you unable to shave yourself? <laughs> it's the leg is it's the leg for me. <laughs> I can't. Last time I checked, you don't shave yourself with a leg. Listen, okay, here's the thing. I hope this story illustrates the fact that I'm a, a ride or die friend. <laughs> yeah, you and are. And if, if you y'all are. need me to shave you, <laughs> no questions asked. Clearly. Zero. Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> you may be fun of me now. <laughs> there also may be a day when I get a text like Devin. <laughs> Honestly, you're right. So just shut the hell up. Yeah, it's true. You're one of those people who's like, Devin, I need you to wax me. You'd be like, I'll come right over. Yeah, give me. You'd be like, I'm bringing a headlamp, and here I come. (laughs) Yeah. So I become her nurse, and at this time, I like move her back into the house. That was like the last thing I did. I remember before I had to go to New York. So I moved her back in the house. I need to know what the rental agreement was. Like, was she? Also, when, why did she go and live somewhere else amidst her lease with you and then come back? Right. How, how, was, she, was she still paying the apartment These are great rent? questions. These are great, smart, mature <laughs> questions. Okay. So here's the issue. And this is something I want to like circle, put a red circle around. So y'all focus on this. Okay, these were mom and pop landlords. And I had lived there for about five years at this point in this apartment. Okay. We had like my friend from Ireland who was moving to Ireland. She was, she and I were on the original lease. Mm. But since then, since we we moved in together, we had had a couple other roommates come in, right? Mm. So these landlords were very much like treating us like we were their daughters. Mm. You know, they had like not very good boundaries, obviously. I don't think I did either. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, my landlord, quote unquote, trusted me, you know. Uh Um, And at a certain point, she just outright said, like, you're the only one on the lease. I'm not going to sign anyone else on the lease. As long as the rent comes in every month on one check, Mm -hmm. fine. Basically, fine. And at the time, I was like, cool, flexible. Like, that seems cool. She and you're like, I'm me. the one on the lease. Yes. I'm the adult. I'm the one in charge. <laughs> wrong. Wrong, Oof. wrong, wrong. Now, lates, think back to your younger times. Mm-hmm. Would y'all have done this? I probably, I probably would have. I probably would have been like, yeah, I'll be the only name on the lease. Because I feel like I was always worried of like, Okay, well, I don't want someone to move because then what if the landlord says no, and then mm-hmm. I have to put him on the lease and stuff like that. So it like it probably seemed easier. Mm-hmm. But now, thirty mm-hmm. year old Chantel is like, well, does that mean that does that mean that you were the only one like liable? Ding 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 ding. Yeah, I agree. I would have been excited about that, especially because I don't know. I think for me. I was always stressed about like, yeah, if the person, if there's two names on here, like that, that other person's credit could like knock me out of the running. You know mm. what I mean? For being considered for this apartment. So I probably would have been like, okay, like maybe it just feels like more secure because I know that I'm in like a decent mm-hmm. financial spot. 
you know. Well, it's also too like because I've been there, and most like it always varies state to state. But in California, a lot of leases are like one to two years, mm-hmm. and then you do month to month after that. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I was living in the month to month situation. I again knew my landlords for a long time, and I yeah I thought I was in control. I was the one giving the check every month. I was the one doing all the communication. Blah blah blah. And your Capricorn self likes that I feel uh, yeah oh my god it definitely stroked my ego right <laughs> <laughs> well here's the thing gals fucking don't do that don't do what I did put mm. everything in writing mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. because I want to break something down for y'all really fast that I didn't understand until I went through this horrible situation mm. which you really need to when you enter a new lease contract or go into a new landlord you need to do a little research figuring out what kind of state you live in if you live in a landlord-friendly state or a tenant-friendly state. And it varies state to state. Um, so here's what I want to, I, I kind of want to highlight what good landlord situations are mm. um, because, and I'll tell you why at the end. So like for landlords, like if put, imagine yourself as a landlord, a good situation means that you have a building in a low crime area. So that makes sense, right? You, your shit's not going to be broken into. The economy's good. Again, makes sense. Property taxes are low. Um, you some states have uh, something called a landlord license, so that can vary like state to state. And sometimes uh, getting a landlord license is as easy as a website. Sometimes it's an actual course that you have mm. to like take. Some states don't even have it. Okay, and then competitive rental markets. So if a landlord doesn't have any of these things, they are more likely, in my opinion, to be shysty. Okay, mm. and this is an opinion, but hear me out. This isn't a comment on the individual, mm-hmm. but you have to look at the tenant laws in your state or city to understand what sort of pressures a landlord may be under. Because mm. if you think about it, like you own a building, it's your fucking building, right? Mm-hmm. You're paying for it, and you're inviting other people to live in it. Mm. You, you just can't guarantee on that. So I, I'm taking a very chaotic, neutral approach because landlords always are acting in their best interest. And if you were a landlord, wouldn't you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's just, you just have to go into that situation. Like, I went into this situation thinking, like, oh, we're friends. Mom mm. and pop. Like, they're mm. treating me like a daughter. Nah, bitch. Nah. Mm. No, 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 no. You have to think about it as, mm-hmm. like, it's a business agreement. Mm-hmm. Especially after a couple of years, you get comfortable with the person. Mm-hmm. You assume they're never going to ra- raise your rent. Mm. Or they'll never, like, keep your security deposit. But if the economy is in a really shitty place or, mm-hmm. like, you know, they their rental market is getting really competitive, they might do that because mm-hmm. you just don't know what other pressures they're going under and mm-hmm. they have. Um, mm-hmm. So there, that's my little soapbox, I'll get off. Okay, back to the story. Okay, so I go to New York. I'm living and loving and thriving in New York. I'm live, laugh, loving in New York. <laughs> and I'm starting to get stories from home. Okay, so as I'm in New York, I would be in LA for six weeks and then be in New York for six weeks. There are long chunks of time. Yeah. yeah. And so I did this a couple times while Sally lived with us. Mm-hmm. And so the first couple times I didn't have a subletter. I was paying for rent um, out of uh, for my L.A. apartment. But then I decided one time to get a subletter. And Abby would tell me these things about um, Sally. But Abby's, you have to understand her personality. She was just very much doing her own thing. She didn't really examine her that much. They didn't really interact or whatever. But once I started getting a subletter, um, I started getting full direct reports about what was going on at home. Mm. 
So for an example, I got this guy who had just gone out of college who was going to rent my house or live in my room for six weeks as I was living in New York. And he needed to come to my apartment to get the key to move in, right? Mm-hmm. And by the way, this has all been worked out. Like Sally knows this has been weeks in the making. Sally knows the subletter's coming. I had like, inter- we did like a whole Skype call. It was a whole thing, right? She understands. He comes to the door to get the key and she comes to the door naked <gasps> except a thong. Tits out? Tits out. Oh! <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> this is Fred, his first Fred impression. Imploded. Fred evaporated. This, this Fred guy, is no longer with us. This guy, I convinced, <laughs> who just graduated from college, he called me, oh. I was at work, and he was like, is this a trap? <gasps> I was like, what? He's like, your roommate came to the door and then gave him his keys, turns around, she said, I'd put on pants, but I have a nice ass, <gasps> and walked into her room. And then proceeded oh. to try to get him to sleep with her. <gasps> like, made bold attempts for like the rest of his time there. So he he moved in. He did. He, okay. And I like I oh I was doing I was like bending over backwards to make it okay. And I was like, I'll talk and blah blah blah. I'm doing all of this from New York. Remote, remote yeah. This keeps happening. <gasps> Stuff like this keeps happening. Oh God. One point when I'm living back at home, um, she starts like Patrick and I had just started dating. Mm-hmm. Just started dating, 2015. Um, she starts ordering him around like he's her boyfriend. Like, he would be at the house, I'd be, like, in the shower or something, and she'd, like, come into the room and be like, Patrick, take out the garbage. And Patrick would be, like, on his phone and be like, mm, what? And She's I, just trying to get a rise out of people. Yeah. Truly. Wow. Truly, 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 truly. Um, so it's just, like, clearly not working out. Push. There's a lot of little other anecdotes like that that are really messy and gross, but I think I've given you the best ones. Yes. Come to find out... Uh, Sally admits to us because we have a couple of conflicts. Like y'all know me. Once I get pissed, I am not afraid to get mm-hmm. aggro. Um, <laughs> and so I confront her a couple times, and she lets us know that she has antisocial personality disorder. Yeah, and it all it all starts connecting the dots. It all makes sense. Yeah, the lies, the just everything. Whoa. The the biggest, and I don't know much about other people with antisocial disorder. Um, I think it spans, it varies, and this is, again, this story is not a comment on folks who are living with that, because I don't know. I can only talk about my one experience with one person. But <laughs> the most quintessential <laughs> Sally moment I can ever have is she would like do these random things in the middle of the night, like make a milkshake, and it'd be like 2 a.m., <laughs> And you just hear the blender go off, and you'd be like, oh, my fuck. <laughs> so one time, I told her <laughs> in the kitchen. you like, hi, it's 2 a.m. Can you not oh, make and she'd a milkshake? She'd be like, what am I doing? I'd be like, you're making a milkshake. I mean, it's really loud. No, it's not. Like, like gaslighting, right? Oh. At one point, she poured me a glass of milk when I was trying to confront her about this in the middle of the day. And Milk? It, just cow's just milk? A, cow's milk. A glass, <laughs> a, a full glass of milk. And I, I, like, saw it come out, and it was chunky. 
and it was clear like she drank vitamin D milk too which was crazy and insane um, and it was chunky and it smelled and I was like Sally don't drink that the, it's sour and she'd be like no it's not <gasps> no it's not you should drink it you oh. I made this for you you should drink it <gasps> and like would just try to push boundaries like that to see how people would react, right? Oh my God. So as soon as it comes out that she has antisocial personality disorder, it and like all the cards are out on the table, mm. she decides that she's just gonna stop paying rent. <gasps> and she does the thing where it's like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's never coming. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. coming, it's coming, it's never coming. At this point, how long has she been living here? Mm -hmm. <sighs> Six months, probably. Ooh. Eight months. Six months of this. Mm -hmm. <gasps> of just being like tormented. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. By tits out McGee. Tits out McGee. <laughs> oh my God. Ordering my boyfriend around McGee. Oh. Making sour milk. Sa McGee. McGee. Sour milk. <laughs> <laughs> Shave her McGee. <laughs> so I want to oh. kick her out. It's done. I'm. I've had it. I've had it. I've had it. I decide to kick her out, and she starts blowing up at us too. Like her real colors start coming out. Like mm. at first it was like these weren't her real colors. Well, no. It, it the tone shifted. At first mm. it was performative and cutesy and like ooh, I'm just weird and eccentric, and then it became uh. like you fucking bitch, and she turned <gasps> into a monster. Like oh. it was yeah, like crazy. So and by the way, she still hasn't like unpacked. <laughs> <laughs> She's just messier too. It's crazy. She's a box person. I'm exhausted. She's a box person with a cat named Satan <laughs> that attacks you all, and another one named Mary that you never saw. I never over saw the span Mary. Of six. I will say the one good side of Sally is she brought this kitten home named Megatron, <laughs> who was bow legged. And oh. he would suckle on anything, like your earlobe. Oh, and he was so cute. He was so cute. And he also was like very ballsy. So he would just like <laughs> run into your lap and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah, it was very cute. And we rescued Megatron from Sally. Okay. Yeah. Did, was, she, do you, was she good at her job? Was she terrible Hilarious. at her job? We'll circle back to this. But uh, after we kicked her out and after the story ends, her coworker came to the house mm -hmm. and like told me about her from the work co-working experience. <gasps> and then she was like... Where did Megatron go? Like, she stole Megatron from the vet. <gasps> she would steal animals from the vet all the time. And she was, and we were like, we have him upstairs. We have him, oh. we have him. And she was like, can you, can, you, can you give him to me? Oh. And we restored the kitten. Wow. Oh. It just keeps. I keep. I keep told y'all. I told y'all. Okay. Oh. So here, we're getting back <laughs> into the business side of the story because I'm, oh. I'm talking to you about, like, whatever. So I want her to leave, right? So yeah. I go and I talk to my landlords, mm -hmm. like, we're, we have to kick this person out. Mm -hmm. And it's at this point that mm -hmm. my landlord is like, that's your problem. Whoa. She's not on the lease. Was there anything in writing to the landlord that Yeah, we had like a, a letter that's like, Sally's living here now. But then, like, that doesn't really, yeah. whatever, okay? Yeah. So we're like, okay, Sally, you have to get out. You have till the end of the month, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and by this time, the cycle repeats itself. I'm going to New York. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I have, I'm trying to start to figure it out. Yeah. So I line up someone to take uh, her room. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a married couple. Mm. Cute. 
cute. Very sweet. They're very sweet. They just mm-hmm. got married. They're from like Rhode Island or something. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, they're moving in at the end of the month. Mm. I'm starting to go to New York. Um, uh, it comes the, like the night before. I get a call from Abby. She hasn't moved out yet. By the way, she hasn't paid for rent in like a month, two months. She's behind. She hasn't moved out. So I call her and I say, you have to give out. You have you have to leave. We have new roommates coming. Like you have to. Yeah. And she's like, gives me this sob story about this, that, and the other thing. Again, I'm in New York. I really can't like yeah. do anything. Yeah. So I was like, if you need another month, fine. Sublet my room. Sublet my room. Oh my god. So we can have these new roommates come in. So I gave up. So I subletted my room to somebody who wasn't going to leave. And when I came back from New York, I realized I had a squatter on my hands Mm. in my room. (laughs) Why? Don't look at me like that. You're looking at me like (laughs) you're losing respect for me rapidly. (laughs) Change your face. (laughs) I mean, vulnerable. So Sally moved into your room, married couple took Sally's room? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. So I come back and I start living with Patrick, squatting with Patrick because mm. I don't have, I have a squatter on my hands. Yeah. And your whole time, your name is still on the lease. Mm-hmm. Like you're not even living there at this point. hmm So I want to take a second to talk about how subletting your shit, your room, your apartment, your house is a really risky idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm basing this off of California laws because, hello, that's where we live. But hopefully this lesson still applies to wherever you reside. So just check out do google.com. <laughs> check out this website. Really helpful. Google. Google.com. <laughs> so California isn't the most tenant-friendly state when it comes to subletting. According to California law, you must receive written consent from your landlord prior to subletting. And if your lease says no subletting, mm-hmm. then it really means no subletting. Mm-hmm. And, like, don't fucking do it. Okay? Mm-hmm. So say that you... Um, need to sublet because I'm you know sometimes you have to sublet your room Mm -hmm. because you're this that and the other thing there are ways to do it legally and there's like six steps that if you follow you will be the most protected you can be Mm. okay so the first one is obviously check your lease in many Mm. states lease agreements actually make it illegal Mm -hmm. Um, but California it's not the case so please read your lease Number two is screen your subtenant carefully. Mm-hmm. Number three is you have to get a mailed letter to get approval. So to make sure you're covered on all of your bases, you can send a letter to your landlord via certified mail, mm. save a copy for your own, and you have to include the term, the name of their proposed subtenant, the permanent home address, your reason for subletting, your new address if the sublease is applicable, written consent of any co-tenant, and a copy of the proposed sublease. You mm. want to send that all to your landlord wow. so they have documentation for mm-hmm. it. Then you should wait for their approval. If your lease says that you are not allowed to sublet, then your landlord can ignore or refuse your request. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like you would, and you still do it, then you'd have like, you'd be responsible for mm-hmm. like any damages or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Number five is you have to collect and store a security deposit. That's the safest thing. So what happened mm-hmm. to you, that lady, I mean, she was awful, obviously, because mm-hmm. she never gave you your money back. 
and probably made up some bullshit reason as to why she needed that six hundred dollars. Oh, she just ghosted me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But if you're doing this the correct way and you aren't a horrible person, you should collect a security deposit just mm-hmm. in case crazy shit happens. Mm-hmm. Number six is sent up, set up rent payments. So that's what you should do, okay? If you do all those things, you'll be most protected. But if you're not gonna do all those things, you fucked, because mm-hmm. here are the consequences. A subtenant in the state of California has all the same protections as a master tenant who is on the person of the lease. So essentially, if you sublet your room in the state of California, mm-hmm. you become the landlord. You mm-hmm. immediately be, go from tenant to landlord, mm-hmm. which is why I was so chaotic neutral about landlords before. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. basically, like, the landlord screened you, and then you screened this tenant. Mm-hmm. 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 So let's talk about the cost of evicting a roommate, because that's what I had to do as soon as I re- came home from New York. Mm. Um, what do we know about the eviction process? I just know that people have a long time. Like, if you want to evict someone, I know that you generally have to give, like, 30 or 60 or even, like, 90 days mm-hmm. for the person to leave. Like, it's not a quick thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, my current or semi-current neighbor got evicted, like, a couple months ago. Um, once the COVID moratorium lifted so that he was able to be evicted. But (laughs) he got evicted (laughs) because he turned out to be a con man (gasps) and was arrested by the FBI. And he was like swindling. He swindled like millions of dollars. Why am I on his side? (laughs) (laughs) And like weird shit started happening like at the house where we were like like, it got like a little kind of like scary because he got like detained by the FBI. His people. He was always like very. He was just this like gay man who was like, hey, girls were like, hey, you know, it was like it was very easy. We never suspected him of being a con man. But once he left, his chaotic friends moved in. And that's when shit got weird. And then. He had a, he formally got evicted even after he was already like in prison. <gasps> Juicy. Th- th- this was like like maybe like six months ago. So that's what I know about the eviction process. <laughs> well, I'll tell you about how it really goes down, but I'll do that after, after the break. break. We're back, and we're getting back to it because it's just getting good. So here we get to the news section of this podcast, Minisode. DIY eviction. Get the fuck out of my house now. Okay. Um, so the when when it, when it comes to like an eviction, there's a couple things that you should you have to do first. So Fred, before the break, you touched on like it it's a long process, and that's because it really, really is. When you when you evict someone, you think you see images of like throwing their trash out on the lawn and like getting rid of them that way. It's not that way. Yeah, it takes forever because mm-hmm. an eviction is actually a lawsuit. Mm, I did not know that. It is a lawsuit. There's a couple reasons why, like pretty easy reasons why you can evict someone if they don't pay rent, which Sally wasn't doing, if they like trash your apartment, which you can do that. So typically what a landlord does if they want to evict someone, they give them a letter that basically says that you have three days to pay up, whether it be the damages or the rent that you didn't pay. 
or you forfeit the lease. You, you have to get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So three days, bitch better have my money mm-hmm. or GTFO. Mm-hmm. If they don't comply or don't respond to that, that's when you start the eviction process. Mm-hmm. Now the eviction process can vary state by state, but in California, if a tenant has a month to month rental agreement and has lived in the rental unit for less than one year, then landlords must give them 30 days to notice 30-day notice to end the tenancy. But if the tenant has lived in the rental unit for over one year and is month to month, then the landlord must give them 60 days, Mm -hmm. which was my situation. Because remember, Sally was now in my room squatting. Mm -hmm. I sublet it to her willingly without Mm -hmm. any written information or anything. Mm -hmm. And so I became her landlord. So technically, if I was going to evict her, it was going to cost me like 60 days of my life, mm-hmm. probably more. Mm. And at the time, I got this dope new job mm. at BuzzFeed.com. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> and I was just starting it out. Like this was happening oh the same God. week. I did not know that that was during that time frame. I did. And, and on top of that, just if we can just pile on. Because I said this was messy. I was teaching in a pole dancing uh, like retreat, and I fell six feet onto my head. So I was suffering from a very bad concussion at the same time. So uh, I uh, was up against the wall with this crazy roommate, Sally, with a concussion, and the prospect of having to be out of a, um, out of pocket for sixty days. So what did I do? I matched crazy with crazy. <laughs> I matched crazy with crazy to get her out of my home. What does that mean? What, what did so, you So you know do? those boxes that she never unpacked? <gasps> I threw that shit everywhere. Oh. I went through her stuff. I threw it. I threw it all around the apartment. I didn't throw it out because that could be construed as like damaging her shit. Uh-huh. And like leaving because it's out of the property now. Mm. But I just went nuts. While she was there, or did she, was she gone and she came home to this? Okay. Both. And at that point, Sally was bringing these random guys over who would just like hang out in my bedroom. (laughs) Oh, God. With her. No. (laughs) So I lost my damn mind. Yeah. But it worked. And she was like, <laughs> she's like, I can't deal with this anymore. Oh, this, this bitch is crazy. Can you not, Sally? Oh. It's too much. She, she's like, you're the crazy one. She's like, this is this is a boundary I'm drawing for my mental health. Yeah. <laughs> Sally, please. <sighs> Sally, Sally owes me. Sally owes me around seventeen hundred dollars to this day. <gasps> Uh, around the time when I went crazy, um, I undid the opposite of what Michelle Obama told us to do. She was like, <laughs> when they go low, you go high. I was like, no, I'm going lower. Yeah, I'm going to hell. <laughs> but uh, around this time, I reached out to that one Facebook friend who was a mutual friend. And I called her up. Well, it was actually a guy. And he was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, I heard you know Sally, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh. No, I know what my girlfriend does. Hold on, let me give you a second. Hands the phone over to her and she goes, I bet I, I, bet I know why you're calling me. <gasps> like, and that was the first, I'd never met this girlfriend. This was the first thing she said to me. And she Whoa. was like, how much money does she owe you? She <gasps> owes me 25,000. <000." 
moment of silence for the 25,000 that poor girl will never see. That will never see. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. This story got really... I told y'all it was messy. I had... uh, I made so many dumb mistakes. Mm -hmm. In the end, it ended up working out. Mm -hmm. But here's what I learned from this story mm-hmm. is you have to know who you're inviting into your home mm-hmm. anybody can be a vampire okay mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Sally she was a fucking fi- financial vampire mm. emotional vampire mm-hmm. I lost respect for myself mm. in this story but I needed to kick her out so I did <laughs> <laughs> um, you gotta read your tenant laws yeah yeah. You really got to review that, especially yeah. if you're thinking about subletting. Right. You got to get everything down in writing. Right. Become a notary. Notarize your own shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What have y'all learned from my mess? <laughs> Man, I mean, I've always been like too afraid to like sublet and stuff. Like I remember just apartments in college and stuff. People be like, "Oh yeah, like why don't you sublet your room?" I was like, "Cause I'm scared as hell. I'm not gonna do that shit." And now I'm like, but I, I was scared because it was like my lease is explicitly said that I'm not allowed to sublet, but I also didn't know like the rigmarole that you have to go through in order to protect yourself to sublet. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that you became the landlord mm-hmm. and that you were like all, all this stuff legally. Because if you follow those steps, you're alerting your landlord and they approve it, then yeah. they take responsibility. Right. Mm. But that I didn't do that. I didn't know that. Most people don't know. I didn't know until right now. Mm-hmm. I also just feel like... I don't know. I I always just kind of assumed that subletting. I always kind of assumed that subletting was always happening under the table. Mm. Like, I just feel like most lease agreements say no. Mm-hmm. So anytime someone's yeah. like, "Hey, I'm sub I'm subletting my apartment," or "I'm looking for someone," I I just always assume that it's right mm-hmm. in a gray area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. low key, like nothing mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. So I mean, it's good to know that it can be done legally. Yes. But it feels like, I mean, you still have to be willing to do the work mm-hmm. and all that, all of that. And get includes. your landlord to sign on to it. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, I mean, I'm imagining like, you know, drawing up all that paperwork, the letter, and then it being ignored. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I never would have known to like get a security deposit mm-hmm. to the person that I'm subletting to. Mm-hmm. Never would have known that. Just in case. Yeah. Just in case. And then, and with landlord stuff, you you have to like s- refresh your lease all the time. You have to mm-hmm. like put new agreements in writing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if they say like you're a child to me, don't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> that probably means they have bad boundaries. Yeah, mm. and need therapy. God bless. <laughs> so that's my messy story. Um, I hope you learned something from it. Oh my gosh, so much. Um, and that's how I knew Patrick was the one because he witnessed all of that, <laughs> all of that crazy, and he stand he stood by my side. He did. He mm. even helped you research the law. He at did. The he, time, right? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he was the one who was like breaking the bad news to me, being like, "You, this is awful." <laughs> oh god! And I was like, "Oh okay, I'll just lose my damn mind." 
I'm very wow. happy you made it out on the other side. Me and too. safely, too, because I think for me, it's like, you know, you get to a point where you want to, you have to almost forcefully evict her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at this point, she's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how she's going to react. Like, mm-hmm. I think that it's also important to note, like, you know, you really don't know what people are capable of, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. if they're behaving in a way that's already, you know, ridiculous and mm-hmm. squatting and doing all these things. And, you know, I guess maybe she just had no other option. Who knows? Because she just kept coming up with new stories and mm-hmm. would just do things, you know. Um, so it is important to just like if you do plan to do something like this, probably have someone else in the house with you if mm-hmm. you have to, you know, if it gets to that point. Yeah. So that you're not putting yourself in danger. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do not condone violence or losing your mind. Unless you have. Unless you have. <laughs> you know. <laughs> How long did you go on living in that apartment for? Uh, I lived there after that for another year and then moved in with Patrick. And you never saw her again? No. Wow. No. And found out later that that guy, Bobby, who recommended her, mm-hmm. only recommended her because he wanted to fuck her. He wasn't even that close with her. He sold her to me like, oh, she's this awesome person. I know her so well, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. No, he was just her neighbor that he thought was hot. (gasps) Don't trust men. Anyways, that's not not how we're closing. (laughs) Don't try. If a man is horny, don't trust him. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Anyways, this was super helpful. Yes. I never knew. Learn from my mistakes. All right, y'all. That's me. That's enough. I'm gonna. I have a vulnerability hangover <laughs> right now, so I'm yes. gonna close out this episode. I love y'all so much. Yeah. Next week we're gonna be talking how to start a business. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. with the man that we do like, <laughs> George is up. Yay! Yay! Bye. Bye. <laughs>Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.